All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood Mavs podcast. I'm your host, Ben Seibel. And as always, I'm joined by a couple of my best friends, Jay Bonney. Yo, yo, what up, what up? And Andrew the Goon Bennett. Good to be here, guys. And we are super hyped up for the new NBA season. And as Mavs fans, we really think that, you know, this is this is the season where the, the Mavs really get serious and they start, you know, growing growing further and further with Luca and KP. Um, so we're just going to get right to it. And uh, just like we did the last season um, when we made a preview pod is we're going to get into the standings predictions. Um, so I'll, I'll – start us out at the bottom and, and you guys can kind of let us, let us know where we'll go around and kind of see where we're at. So for number eight in the Western conference, I have the Grizzlies being the eight seed. Okay. I don't have the Grizzlies in my playoffs at all. I have the Pelicans <laughs> at the eight seed. <laughs> typical, typical LeBron fan picking LeBron jr. And his team, whatever. What about uh, you, dude? I've got I've got Golden State, Pennsylvania, the eight seed. Oh shoot, Golden State. I honestly forgot about them. I did not have them in my top eight. So Ben, we know we know you you get you put your blinders up when it comes to the Warriors. You you are so blinded by your Draymond hate that you ignore ignore try to ignore them completely. I. Uh... I love I love Clay and I wish him to recover quickly, but I just honestly think like this is almost a topic for another pot. I think they're a Frankenstein team. They've got too much. They've got a lot of weird young pieces that may or may not fit. They've got Steph who's going to be doing way more work than he normally does. I just I just don't see it. Okay. I I mean I can okay. I can see them sneaking into the playoffs. I honestly like legit forgot and I didn't. Yeah, that's that's why that's why they're at the eighth seed. <laughs> Okay. What? So, so you're high on you're high on Steph coming back, and what you think the new draft is going to be fire? Is that what it is? I just I, like they they haven't had to like do this type of like development before, if that makes sense. Like usually, sure like, they did. They did it with Steph like five, six years, six or seven years ago when they when they had that young team. But now know. they have. But now they have NBA champions and a former MVP on the roster, not just a bunch of young guys. So like like I I. I I get where you're coming from and like, and you can have them at the nine seed and I can have them have them at the eighth seed and our evaluation is not going to be that much different. Like the end result is not going to be that much different, but I also think they bottomed out and cratered last year. And we are forgetting that Steph Curry is still an MVP caliber player and between Draymond, Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, and uh, is it uh, Wiseman? Yeah, like they have, they have enough young talent. I think enough young talent combined with like veteran players to compete. Like they're going to compete for a playoff spot. They're not going to be a lottery team unless if they again. This all is predicated on them staying healthy. If Steph goes down again, or if Wiggins, or I mean, if you know. If other things happen, they've had the worst injury, the worst like 18 months of injury luck 
I think of any team in NBA history uh, course, to yeah. lose clay for two straight seasons to lose Steph last year. Um, and they, I mean, they kind of, they lost KE uh, for the most important, like three or four games of the, of the year mm-hmm. in 2019. So, but yeah, I, I've got them penciled in an eight. Um, but again, like nice. Grizzlies and Pelicans, I think are right there nipping at their heels as well. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I think it's going to be a dogfight for those last couple of playoff spots. And I think we're still carrying, uh, we're still doing the play-in game. So that adds more intrigue to, to these bottom seeds than previous. So I think that that could be really fun just to watch them fight it out, like you said. Um, so let's get, let's move up. So I have the Suns at the seven seed um, with the addition of CP3. Um, I think uh, you can- And Jay t- Crowder. And Jay Crowder. I mean, they, they've got some really good, they've added some good pieces to an already like, you know, young, uh, you know, up and coming team. I think, you know, a lot of those games that the Suns weren't taking seriously in the regular season last year, CP3 like can help bring them uh, in check mentally to the point where they're competitive in all these games and doing the right things. And I think, you know, that'll be a really fun team to watch. That's a good pick. That's sure. a good pick. Um, my seventh seed, I have a feeling you guys have this team a little higher than I do. Uh, I think I might be delusional, just being a hater. But I have the Rockets as a seventh seed. Mm, the Rockets, okay. and I mean that's the Rockets with uh, a healthy John Wall, a brand new John Wall, with you know James Harden, PJ Tucker, like the whole squad. They were tied with the Thunder this past year for I believe like the fourth seed, fifth seed. They were a fourth seed this past season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, I don't know. I'm just – I guess I'm just hoping for chemistry issues. <laughs> um, you know, hoping for hoping for some some maybe James Harden falling off a little bit. You know, he had a career year last year. I think he was the MVP last year. But, you know, we'll see how he plays with John Wall and them. Um, I got them at the seventh seed. I think okay. they're going to struggle a little <clears throat> bit. Okay. Interesting. Um. I've got. I also have the Phoenix Suns hopping up into the seventh spot. Um, I like it. I, like I think. It. I think they're. I think they're one of. They're. They and quite frankly, they and the Lakers. I think improved the most this off season, um, which is a scary thought. When the top season, we can get to that later. Uh, but yeah. But I mean, they they essentially they essentially <clears throat> went undefeated in the bubble to just miss uh, the play in game. I think. I think, yeah, I think you see that same energy and kind of fire adding that veteran presence to CP3. I think, I think they're a playoff team for sure. You know, but, but it's funny that the two teams, like you said, that are most improved, like the Mavs play them, the, the Suns on the 22nd, and then we play the Lakers on Christmas Day. So we get like we, – we're the first team that, you know, gets to take these, you know, most improved teams on. So I think that'll be – yeah, that'll be fun. We're, nice. we're going to get – like if he thought last year was bad for for Ben lambasting the Eastern Conference and and being just pissed that the Mavericks have to like scrap and claw for like every single game, like the Mavericks could be like the two or the three seed easy in the East, I think. And we're and it's gonna be it's gonna that. be it's gonna be bonkers in the West. Like I was, I mean, looking at it, like I like you, there seriously are like. 10 to 11 potential playoff teams mm-hmm. in the West, I think. Yep. 
like the grouping the grouping at like six seven eight nine ten is going to be wild um yeah so yeah i and uh to follow it up on the sixth seed i also have i have the rockets jay so i'm not too far off of where okay. you're at okay. i think um I think this is just a a lot of tur- like a lot of turnover. I think losing Westbrook um, for John Wall is still a huge question mark, um, but I still think they have a lot of talented players. They have Eric Gordon, they got Christian Wood from the Pistons. Uh, they got uh, maybe Demarcus Cousins can have a resurgence there. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're still competitive. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think six seed is probably well the, where they'll end up. Uh, what, what do you, who you got for the six? Uh, I have the Suns. So, okay. you know, I already, already kind of chatted oh, about them, you know, like made some on Phoenix. their roster. Here yeah, come the Suns. They got, um, I mean, bro, Devin Booker and CP3. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> I'm excited about that. For sure. All right, Goon, you got a six. At six, I have your Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I mean, this one this one was an easy one to pencil in for me. It was just a matter of, like, wearing kind of the bottom and, like, the, the five through the eight, like I was going to put Portland. Um, but, I mean, it's damn – I think we might finally see a fully, like, healthy Trailblazers lineup. Because um, I believe Nurkic will be back for, like, a full season. Um, uh, so, I think that that'll be that'll be good to see. It's just be able to get them. Um, hopefully, they can put it together and you know light it up in the playoffs. Were they all the way healthy when they faced the Lakers in the playoffs, or were they missing somebody? Uh, I I think Nurk they were missing back some... for the playoffs. Yeah, Nurk came back for the playoffs. Uh, That's what I thought. I know. I know Dame did get injured in one of those games, oh, or like was right. dealing with some injury issues. Um, I think they were already kind of like getting crushed at that point. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it was. I, I don't think health had anything to, anything to do with him losing to the Lakers. I think. Yeah, I think they, it was. Yeah, the, I I hear what you're saying. Okay. Um. So for my five seed, I've got the Utah Jazz. Um. I think getting. Uh. I think they had Bogdanovich. If uh, if I'm remembering correctly, was out last year for them, and Donovan Mitchell just balled out like crazy. So if he can keep that same energy uh, and uh, they didn't really change a whole lot. They just re-signed Jordan Clarkson. Um, But again, I think that, I I think that 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 playoff experience is going to carry well into this season. Yeah, I agree. I have the uh, the Jazz for the same reasons, you know, like not a, not a huge roster change going on here. Um, but just like a little bit more experience, a little bit more, you know, a little bit more XP going on. Jazz, they're a good team, man. Donovan Mitchell, like they they played well in the playoffs. So they also had some health issues last year with with Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah. I think having him back, hopefully healthy for a full season, um, puts them in a better place. And hopefully, I mean, for their sake, hopefully the drama with Rudy Gobert and his the COVID situation and all that from the spring, hopefully that doesn't, I mean, but he was, he was on like, I mean, everyone was talking about him. Like he was on the trade block. Like he was going to be oh, yeah. like shipped out immediately. Uh, but yeah. I think it's interesting. 
they they're uh, it's hard to get stars to go to utah to begin with so like if they hopefully that all gets resolved because at least we they know donovan mitchell's staying he signed a huge deal pretty recently um andrew who do you got i got the jazz we're, we're unanimous on the fifth seed let's go we got them locked in at the five nice okay um oh whoops <laughs> worst uh, seed i'm so, looking for the mavs now from y'all i'm looking for the mavs they should be turning up soon oh shoot you guys have the mavs in the playoffs dude <laughs> you guys you guys have you guys have in the in the top eight? Oh. Um, so how dare you <laughs> about that you know what's just funny is that like i realized i when i put this list together i put two five seeds so <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i'm a so little i guess so i guess the grizzlies aren't making the playoffs they're then, not huh? making the playoffs now looks like um anyways so i'll just move up to to where i'm at then and i've got that the nuggets at the five then at that point. And I just think that's like a similar situation to the jazz. It didn't change a whole lot. They did lose Jeremy Grant. So they might fall farther than the five seed. Um, so I'm curious on how. Wait, so are the jazz your four seed then? I'm trying to get my list right though. Uh, it's eight teams, Ben. I like, know. Like you, you got two hands. Can you count? Can you count to eight? see so that is my five is the nuggets based off of that okay oh gosh you're ruining ruining the unanimity of our of our five seed uh anyway so i'll i'll move on to the four seed since we already went through the five um my four seeds the blazers uh, a lot of people think that they made a lot of good moves signing robert covington ronnie hood mellows back i'm i'm wondering if if everybody's healthy like how how deep can Dame and CJ carry this team? Because um, they you know their their chemistry is is was at all time high and Dame was balling like crazy in the bubble, so I, I'm really curious uh, to see if if they make that the next step to move up because they've kind of they were kind of in the they had to fight their way into the playoffs last year. I bet you Dame yeah. does not want anything to do with that this year. Yeah, you say that, but like. I don't know. I don't have the Blazers in my top eight at all. I'll just I'll just come out of the closet right now. I'll just admit that right now. Like I feel like they had a, they were kind of streaky. Like, bro, during the regular season, yes, they had injuries, but they were not super, super competitive, even with Dame. So I mean, like, I feel like I almost feel like Dame kind of turns it on when it matters the most. <laughs> you know? That might be unfair. Mm-hmm. Dame but, time, you know. You know? Yeah, Dame time. Like, you know, like when is it Dame time though? When is it? Is it Dame time every time? Here's, we don't know. We'll have to see. Here, here's a question, and this might be a question for another pod, but like, yeah, I I have the Blazers penciled in as a playoff seed. I have them as a six. Um, that being said, I think they're potentially another first round exit unless we see another like Dame Lillard miracle. Do the Blazers blow it up if they if they can't like? Because because quite frankly, like the Blazers are in a similar position, I think, to the Rockets, except the Rockets are, like, over, like, 
overhauling their roster every single year <laughs> to try and like get and they've been more successful like they like the rockets have made it to a western conference finals they've made like they've made it to the second round of the playoffs multiple years they've been the more successful franchise i think compared to the blazers but the blazers are in this position where it's like we're just slowly we're like we're building around dame we're building around dame we're building around dame we're building around dame if they, if they get bounced in the first round of the playoffs again which i think is it may be a, a that may be a topic for another time, but I, I I'm interested. I would be interested to talk about like yeah where do they where do they go from here? Yeah, if, yeah. if the have season to. doesn't pan out, like and, and especially and Jay, if if the season pans out the way that you're expecting it to, and they don't make the playoffs, you got yeah like yeah what you can't just keep running it back with Dame and CJ. Yeah, apparently yeah. that's that's that ain't gonna cut it. Apparently. Yeah, if they struggle, I mean, if this season looks like last season, I think they got a lot of questions to answer for sure. You know, it's just going to be like, all right, how are we going to really do this? Maybe now, maybe it's not Dame time. Maybe Dame's time is somewhere else. I don't know, you know. <laughs> but anyways, Jay, who, who do you have at the four seed? Uh, at my four seed, I got the Clippers. I got Ooh. the Clippers. Okay. Yeah. Spicy. Okay. Maybe, maybe a little harsh, a little, a little scandalous. Now, is there. This no, a- I like it. I like, like it. I like it. <laughs> is this a dip like because they're getting worse or because they're like to even more load management? Like they just like take months off at a time. Um, uh, man, load management's a thing. Um, you know, like <clears throat> that last year was so chaotic in the playoffs. It was such a mess. Like it's going to be tough to come back from that scene. I'm sure they're going to be playing hard, but you know how it is. Like just because you're just because you're a more emotional doesn't mean you're going to be playing better. You know, and they are going to be a little more emotional. And we got a, they got a new coach now in Ty Lue, who's a champion. I mean, he was a champion with LeBron, if you even want to, like, give him credit for that. But, you know, they got a young coach in Ty Lue. He's not Doc Rivers, you know. So, I mean, that may be, we'll see how that it goes. May be, that may be good for them. May or yeah. may not be good for them. I, I Honestly, like, when, when they got Ty Lue, I was like, this is good for the Clippers. Like, I was excited for them to get Ty Lue versus Doc Rivers. But okay. at the same time, I'm like, eh. And, I mean, I think, like, when we get to the top three, you'll kind of see why, like, it's easy for me to push them down a little bit. It's easy for me to, like, eh. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, I got the um, I got the Clippers number four. Yeah. Um, I, I really wanted to put the Clippers at four. Uh, for an obvious reason, because I have the Mavericks at the four seed. Mm. Um, I nice. wanted, I wanted to flip flop. I wanted, and 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 spoiler alert, I have the Clippers at the three. I wanted to flip those real bad. I think the a combination of things. I'm not going to say that the Mavericks didn't improve because uh, I think they did, and I think any, I mean, Luca's going to be in his year 22. His, Age, year 22 season starts like he is going to improve mm-hmm. uh, and as long as Luca is improving this whole team is going to improve uh that being said I don't think we improved to a similar amount I also think the Clip- the Clippers have taken a step back potentially uh so I have the Mavericks at the four and real and actually the biggest reason for this is, is KP it's mm. it's the health <laughs> of KP because if he was healthy to start out the season and we had and we knew that we could count on him for a full season then I, then I would have I would have the Mavericks maybe dangerously high. Uh, but since I think, speaking of load management, I think there's going to be some 
a little bit of hesitancy to like give him the green light right out of the gate. And I think without KP, like the Ma- without KP, the Mavericks would be one of those fringe, one of those fringe playoff teams, quite frankly. Like I think even with this lineup, even with the depth that we have, even with the defensive player, like we would be scrapping with the Suns and with Golden State and with Portland or say like we would be scrapping with those guys. Uh, but since we'll hopefully knock on wood, we'll have a healthy KP for the for most of the season. Uh, I've got to set the floor. Okay. Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. I also okay. feel like this this was another thing that came to mind. Like early two thousands, Maverick. This feels very <laughs> like we're we haven't established kind of a, the dynasty yet, or we haven't reached like the peak of, of where this team can be yet, which feels very much like. 2002 2003 2004 Mavericks and we were always right there flirting at like the four or five seed Uh always like Uh it was it was a toss-up if we were going to get home court advantage or if we were going to have to travel first round of the playoffs um so um so yeah I've got us at the four okay um so my three seed is is your Dallas Mavericks mainly because I think Last year, we had that great um, record-breaking offense and the trades we made, the people we drafted. I really think that our, our defense will, like, ideally be, like, in, in the top 10 range. And when you're, when you're have a great offense and you're in the top 10 range defensively, you're, you're contending for a title. So I think, again, this is, this is all contingent on, on KP's health. But I think like this season we have more guys to back him up, and with Dwight Powell back, uh, James Johnson, and, and now we have scoring help with Josh Richardson. I think those those factors will kind of. Uh, I, let me. I'll say this before I hand it off. I think Rick Carlisle is gonna like go crazy with lineups this season. Like he'll have like you know the thug lineup. He'll have like the shooters lineup. He'll have like the lockdown defense lineup. I think he's going to like max, like use this time with, with K in KBP's absence to like, Hey, I'm going to develop these guys in, in, and maximize their potential in these different areas. And I think, uh, I, I think it'll look good once, once KP's back, we'll just be ready to go and it'll be great. I'm excited. Nice. Nice. I also had the Mavericks at third. I, you know, we had them a little, had to swap them with the Clippers. Oh my God, my dog is whining at, at the door right now. <laughs> Let me go let the dog in. But before I do that, yes, like the Mavericks as the third seed, it sounds crazy to do it like that, but like, yeah, it's just exciting. Um, <laughs> one sec. What a little dweeb. Got Jay's okay. dog I want to. I want to. I want to confirm something for me here, Ben. So, do you have moving? It's moving it like rearranging your top eight. Do you have Phoenix at the eight seed, then the Rockets, uh huh, then the Jazz, yep, then the Nuggets, then the Blazers, mm-hmm. then the Mavericks. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just confirming this because you essentially like. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, I, just, I kept the same order. I just moved everyone, or I moved everybody one down that below that uh, five seed. Um, while Jay's getting his his stuff situated with the dog, um, you you said you had the Clippers at three. You got the Clippers at the three seed. Yeah, I I wanted 
quite frankly, like I wanted to drop them as far as I have the Rockets dropping because <laughs> I think uh, mm. I, I I had to I had to like temper my my disdain for Paul George and Kawhi because they 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 both are still MVP caliber players um, regardless of how the bubble went and how just like they just like you know sleepwalked through the playoffs um despite all that i do think they're still like one of the top teams in the west but i also think like they lost montrez harrell uh have we do we know if they have they re-signed lou williams have they i don't know but they brought in Serge Ibaka. yeah i i don't see Serge Ibaka as like i i don't see him as a huge I guess it maintains your set. Like after losing Harold, like you keep, you get surge, like kind of like you're maintaining your talent level. Um, so yeah, I've got them at the three. Uh, and that's, that's out of, I think that's, that, that's out of a deference for like Kawhi Leonard and uh, PG and to some extent PG. Like I, I, I do think like when they're on, like they're a top. I just wonder just, if Paul George psyche coming into this season when everybody on Twitter was like roasting him like crazy and everybody was just like, you know, he had some of the, the his worst games in the playoffs and like underperforming. Like, I wonder if that's going to mess with him at all this season or, or if he'll be like, whatever, new season, new, you know, yeah, put it behind me. And, and another thing like they, I think it became pretty clear uh, that they needed that they needed like a creator or they needed a, a someone at point guard to kind of create off Kawhi and PG. And they don't, I mean, outside of Reggie Jackson, um, they picked up Luke Kennard, who's, I mean, it's like a shooting guard, uh, small forward type. Like they don't, they, they're still kind of running it back on this. Like I think a pretty heavy ISO ball through Kawhi as Kawhi is kind of the main distributor, which we'll see. We'll see how that works for them this season because I don't. I think the realization that what they learned from last year was like we need. But I mean, they're still an immensely talented team. So. Did uh, hey Jay? Did you have any other points on on the Mavs at three that you wanted to bring up? Oh, uh, or we nah, moved to. No, nah, we got a lot of Mavs talk ahead. Um, okay. Kind of, kind of, kind of covered it there. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so at number two, I, I have the Clippers. I just think uh, that the the talent level of Kawhi, like you said, a lot of stuff that, that Andrew said. I just think they have a lot. Um, I, who knows? Maybe they feel like they have a lot to prove and they don't load manage as much. But I, who knows with with uh, with them? Um, who do you got at number two, Jay? Excuse me. I got um, the Denver Nuggets. You know, we saw we saw Jamal Murray in the playoffs, man. He put on some like lights out performances. We saw him like play with more confidence than we ever saw him play with before. Um, Michael Porter Jr., man, I think he's only going to improve. Um, mm. I think it's going to be a good team. I think it's going to be a really good team. They were really good in the playoffs, and you know, they surprised a lot of people. So you know, Jokic, um, Jokic, I think is a is oh, a. Yeah under as a dark horse like mvp count like yeah level player so yeah they're they're stacked 
they're pretty great. <clears throat> yeah, they really are. Yeah. You got goon. Uh, yeah, I'm with I'm with Jay on this one. I got the Nuggets, uh, pencil in at the two. Um, for for all those reasons. Um, similar, I think the Mavericks take a step forward. I think the Nuggets showed that they're ready to take a step forward. Uh, they finished. Let's see, last year they were the. Uh, I mean, last year they were the three seed. Like they were. Yeah. I mean, which I think surprised a lot of people, and then they they blew into the playoffs and made it to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, they they potentially, I could see another Nuggets Lakers Western Conference Finals. I think they're as as blasphemous as this might be to say this on a Mavericks podcast. I think they might be better positioned right now uh along with the mavericks maybe like just behind them best position to challenge the lakers in the west what but what do you guys think about losing jeremy grant that was a big part of their like rotation last year like he did a lot of like dirty work for them i'm wondering like it it, michael porter jr could could have a you know like a, a great year but i like I don't know if how they feel that void is what I'm wondering. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's easier to fill that void than, than you do maybe. Um, <laughs> like, like it's, it's Jeremy Grant is, is, is a great like solid role player. Like uh-huh. I, a lot, a lot of Mavericks fans wanted us to try it, to go out and pay him uh, to come in and be kind of that three and D, uh, presence, uh, just a, like a, essentially like a more talented Dorian Finney-Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll say like, I think Jeremy Grant is a more talented Dorian Finney-Smith, um, which is great to have on your team, but I don't think that's the difference between, uh, them being like a two or a three seed and being the five seed where you've got them. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, so uh, that was your all. That means seed. we all got we all got LeBron as number one, then, right? <laughs> oh, good lord! Is it unanimous? Is it unanimous? No, I actually have the Thunder and and all fifty-seven <laughs> of their players. They just unify <laughs> to become like one super team. Um, no, I have the Lakers also at the one. I just can't believe they got Dennis Schroeder. That was like takes me off so much. They I don't. Gave, <clears throat> yeah. Here's the other thing about this number one seed. I don't think it's going to be close. Like, there was, let's see, uh, last year, the Clippers were three and a half games back from the Lakers. They're three and a half games back, which which is, like, sort of close. But compared to, like, the rest of the, the Western Conference, where it was, like, seven games, eight and a half, eight and a half, like, there was such a clustering towards <laughs> the league. And the Lakers – I think it's safe to say improved the most of any Western conference team, which is so frightening. Uh, I think, I think they win. I think they win the top seed. Like maybe they, they do a little bit of load management of their, of their own. And once they clinch the top seed, they coast, but I think you could see them up like five, six games on the next closest um, seed. You know what's crazy? I don't think a lot of people have pointed this out, but in signing Montrez Harrell and uh, Dennis Schroeder, they have two of the top three in sixth man of the year. Mm-hmm. And they got both of them in the same offseason. 
Wow. What the heck? Um, I also picked up Mark Gasol. Oh, yeah, Mark Gasol. Wesley Matthews. Wes Matthews. Like, they're they're a team that goes 10 guys deep now. Um, uh, And, yeah, and it's just – it's it's unfair. Um, I mean, LeBron, Kuzma, AD – uh, and you know West. Kuzma is just trade bait at this point. Like he, like being, <laughs> like, Caruso, I'm shocked Caruso. he wasn't trade this off season. Um, and they added Wes Matthews guys. Yeah, so maybe that's added the, Wes Matthews and Marcus All. Maybe Wes Matthews throws it off for him. He'll, <laughs> he'll take that <much> shot. <laughs> he's he's not going to be playing. He's not going to have enough playing time to like deviate the team. I mean, he'll be. I mean, he'll. Him, Dennis Schroeder, like Montrezl Harrell, uh, Mark Gasol, and whoever you – like Alex Caruso as your second unit. Like that's your that's your second team. That's a solid – that's a solid second team. Like I don't think there's a single team that can, can match that with their second unit. Yeah, Mark Gasol definitely helps a lot. Um, so – Let's get uh, now that we got the standings out of the way. Let's get into the discussion of the third best player on your Dallas Mavericks, and I'll, I'll let you guys go, and I'll I'll see, and I'll add mine at the end. What do you What do you think, Jay? Who's the third best player on the Mavs? Um, well, I'm I'm hoping that it's I'm hoping that it becomes one of our draft picks. I hope I hope that it's Josh Green. I hope that it's Tyrell Terry. But I really I really believe that it'll be Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm-hmm. And um, you know he stepped up last year. I, I think he was their best player last year on the team. Um, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Wasn't he? He yeah, was the uh, third best uh, player last uh, year. Calm down, you hooligan. Smug goon over <laughs> here. He <laughs> hashtag smug initiated. goon. You know, it takes you guys. It takes you guys a little while, but you guys do eventually learn. Uh, and you just you love to see it. A good call. A good call from the goon. Last year, he predicted that Tim Hardaway Jr. would be that X factor, that third guy on the squad. Sure enough, we didn't saw you also predict that like he would get traded, or like he was more likely to get traded? Like of of like our most tradable assets, we talked about that a few pods ago. I think you said he was more likely to be traded because we had Seth Curry, and I'm like, I bet we, I'd be, I feel like we would trade Seth. Curry okay. For do whatever you want to try and like distract from the fact that <laughs> one of us was right when we called Tim Hardaway Jr. our third best player. Uh, All right, who you got this year? Yeah, I, I mean, it's yeah, nothing has changed. We did not, we did not like. I, I'm with you, Jay. That's a good point. Like, hopefully, Josh Green and Tyrell Terry become those like our third and fourth best players. I think they could potentially be our fourth and fifth best players this year. Um, I, I'm hopeful that. I'm hopeful that THJ has an even better season this year. Uh, I hope he has, I mean, I think the defensive pressure will be taken off of him a little bit because there were some nights where like in our starting lineup where he was the most athletic guy at like the wing that we could throw at opposing point guards. Um, I think there will be less of that now with like with Josh Richardson and Josh Green on the floor with him. Uh, Also, the less he has to create, the better, which I think with Trey Burke coming back, with Jalen Brunson healthy, with all those guys, I think he's going to have 
spot up jumpers galore. Like catch and shoot threes galore. Like just pour it on. Him and Tyrell Terry both, um, I think, are going to have immense opportunity to just lay it on thick when it comes to three point shooting. Uh, so yeah, I still have I still have Tim Hardaway as my third best. Okay. How about you, Ben? I'm going to go against the grain, and I'm going to choose Josh Richardson as the potential third best player. Okay. And, and I say this because I think you'll – I mean, as Mavs fans, in the past uh, t- uh, 10 years, we really haven't had a, a wing that could guard like Josh Richardson. So I think you'll see his defensive impact and how he helps uh, the team right away and how he makes things easier for Luca on the defensive end. Um, and I think he'll do well as a potential creator in the starting lineup. And, and like in the first few games when KP is out, he can help Luca carry the load in that regard. So uh, just his defensive impact, the fact that he can dribble and create, plus the fact that I think he's going to have one of his best like three-point shooting years. I think, you know, we're in for a career year from Josh Richardson and, I think his his impact on both sides of the ball will uh, show that he's the third best player. Quite frankly, anybody playing with Luca is going to have a, a career year. Anybody playing, any anyone playing around Luca is going to have a career year. Uh, but yeah, I like that. I I think some of the things that Josh Richardson does and is going to benefit this team aren't going to show up so much in a stat line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, he does have the potential. I do. I do want to make one statement, and I, and I don't think this is the case with Josh Richardson. But a lot of what we're saying about Josh Richardson this year is the same song and dance we were saying about Delon Wright last year. I don't. This is not the same situation. I think Josh Richardson is going to take advantage and be a much better fit and a much better better option. And I think potentially is that like fourth best player on the lineup. But a lot of the things we're saying about him is like, he's a second creator for Luca. He's going to take the defensive pressure off. He's, you know, long and rangy. He can be that physical wing, that guard. We said all of those things about DeLon Wright. And DeLon Wright is no longer here. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. No, yeah, I hear you. Like, we definitely pitched it that way to DeLon Wright. And I think he didn't, he definitely didn't take advantage of that situation. And he didn't have the three-point shot that we needed. Um, and I think that's what it, it led to him getting pushed out of the starting lineup. But I think jo- Josh Richardson has a just overall better track record, um, and I think that's a big reason why I'm excited about him. Um, so next up, with um, our unicorn, Chris Tapps Porzingis, looking uh, likely to be out uh, through January, who will step up in his absence? Jay, who you got? I got DFS. I think um, Dorian Finney-Smith will step up. I think um, he's going. He won't have a choice. <laughs> um, honestly, I also think Max D is going to step up too. You know, he had a disappointing. Um, you know, I think it was we were looking at him to do that when we didn't have Chris Stapps in the playoffs, and he kind of folded. But you know, it's a new season. It's a new day. It's a longer season. It's not just a little bubble experiment. Um, so, I mean, those two guys I'm thinking right now, um, I think Dorian Finney-Smith will like sort of 
play that role a little more, like play more of the role that Kristaps has. But um, but yeah, is Kristaps really going to be out till January? I was seeing that he might he might be available. Um, I think I think January one is kind of like the date that the Mavericks are giving, and KP is kind of like I could play Christmas. Like let's go. Like yeah. they're probably going to have to lock like handcuff him to like the the <laughs> but he's magical so he'll find a way out he's a <laughs> mythical creature sure um yeah yeah i, I like hoping... both of those picks yeah Rest i think easy tingus, it's, tingus. it's hard <laughs> this is a really difficult question because kp is a mythical like his what he does on the floor cannot be replicated Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like you have to replicate them to borrow from the movie Moneyball. You replicate him in the aggregate. So mm-hmm. guys like Dorian Finney, guys like Maxi Kleba, I, I personally am hopeful just because I want on a Mavs fan level, less on like a analytical level, maybe I want it to be Dwight Powell. I want Dwight Powell to come back, uh, healthy, stronger than ever. And, and be, and I think, I think we could see Dwight starting, uh, a lot of these games with KP out and I, I would love to see him return to lob city Dwight who's finishing at the rim. Who's helping uh, kind of create offense that way. Uh, Cause he can't, he's not going to be able to, to create offense in the same way KP can, but I think he'll be a good kind of fill in. Um, and that starting lineup until we get KP back. Um, that's, that's who, that's who I'm hoping uh, fills that void. Uh, at the five yeah I can see that um kind of in a similar vein I don't know yeah part part of me is because it seems like we've got a lot of good bigs to to kind of like you said help out in you know in uh, in numbers basically um so I've kind of I've got you know Josh uh Josh Johnson I think he can help out a lot uh, Josh, James Johnson, excuse me. I think James Johnson could help out a lot and, and kind of be that, that, that playmaker and, and, you know, knock down some threes, but also hustle and, you know, and be a good defensive presence. And then uh, I think Willie Cauley-Stein could really use this opportunity and just step in and just really um, – he's been – I've probably seen more Willie Cauley-Stein footage on Instagram than, you know, I've seen like – <laughs> him in Mavs games um yeah. but you can tell he's putting the work in you can tell he's excited to be you know a part of this team and um to work hard for us uh, I just hope yeah I just hope that he he takes advantage of that and and turns that into a, a legit role on this team um so we'll see how that turns out and then uh I think we already know what Andrew's going to say for this one, but I'll, I'll ask it anyway. Who's, who do, which rookie will have the most impact on the maps? We drafted uh, Josh Green at the 18th pick, and then we drafted Tyrell Terry with the 31st pick. Yeah. Uh, th- th- this one is really tough because I think, I think Josh Green is going to potentially get more playing time as a rookie. Um, I think his, his, his skill set is a greater need for the Mavericks. And I think Rick is going to lean on 
his physicality and his three and D potential a little bit more to start out. Uh, gosh, but I, I think, I think Tyrell Terry is the kind of talent that like you potentially are going to see him in some three point shooting contests, like during the all-star break, not necessarily this year, not necessarily this year, but like a future contestant. Um, gosh. Yeah. Pencil me in for Tyrell Terry. Let's go. I think, I think he's got, huge like upside uh in the second unit and if you think of him as like replacing the production of seth curry like seth curry had some games where he absolutely went off Mm -hmm. uh and if we get even a glimpse of that from tyrell terry it's gonna be really exciting um so yeah i'll go with i'll go with the sharpshooter the (laughs) flamethrower who you got jay Nice. I'm going with Josh Green. Um, just for the reason Andrew said, he's probably going to get more playing time this year. Um, uh, I think Tyrell Terry's uh, – I suspect he'll be more of a ball-dominant guy. He'll be more of like – because he's, he's not big. He's, he's like 6'3", 100, 170 pounds, I believe. He's not a big guy. Um, I he think he'll kind of up. like – He can bulk up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's I'm six, sure he he's will. Six, he's 6'1", 160 pounds. Six one. Oh Lord. So okay. <laughs> I thought he was six three. All right. Well, I'm a little less excited about Tyrell Terry now. I guess that's okay. Hey, hey, hey. Jalen Brunson also six one. Right, but like we already. I love Jalen Brunson. Like Jalen Brunson's great, but <laughs> yeah, we got another. We got another Jalen Brunson <laughs> who can shoot better, <laughs> which is great. Which will probably be amazing. But um, yeah, I mean. Josh Green's a big guy. Like he could, sh- he could shoot as well. Um, he's probably going to get more playing time. I think he could play alongside guys like Luca. I think he'll do that more than um, Tyrell Terry will. I think, I think, I think we're going to rely on Terry more as like you know um, spark off the bench. Yeah. Right. 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 But you know, we'll For see. Sure. We'll see. I mean, because that might be what you know we might need that epic six man in Tyrell Terry. You know, he might be our Lou Will. But we'll see. We'll see. I got Josh Green, though. I got Josh Green, the, the Aussie. Oh, the Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. You're going to hear that. You're going to hear that a lot from me this season. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Tyrell gonna... Terry is going to be just pouring it on, and I'm going to be sitting in my apartment alone going, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Let's go. <laughs> Or no, Josh Crane. I'm yeah, sorry. that's yeah. I was, he, about, I was talking about the wrong guy. Gosh, <laughs> Tyrell Terry's not from Australia. Um, Josh Crane. Also, can we can we comment on the fact like you gotta love Josh Crane because I mean we've all seen this kid. I mean he was calling his agent to like make sure he's like, hey, are the Mavericks interested in me? Like, do the Mavericks like are the Mavericks gonna draft me? Like he was <laughs> Mavericks fan. I don't think Mavericks fans love anything more than a guy who wants to be in Dallas. Because we've been snake bit, we've been spurned, we've been rejected and denied by so many people. And then it's like, look at this young guy, like, wants to be a part of what we're doing here. Yeah, and I think Luca brings that excitement. I think the young guys have, you know, watch his highlights on YouTube endlessly and they, like, see, like, a young guy taking the league by storm in a fun and exciting way. I think he he definitely has that effect on the youth. And I – um. But I, 
I think I'm be more excited when I hear the rumors of like Giannis is, is trying to get his agent like, Hey, like, can we get this Dallas thing situated? Like, can we just like, what do we got to do? Do I have to, you know, that that's because I think rookies in general just are excited to be in the league and, and they're, you know, I think he would be happy if he got drafted anywhere. But I think as, as somebody who always wants to chase the free agent, I think it's like, if someone big wants to be here, then I think, okay, cool. Like we're anyway. I hear that though. Um, so next up, um, make your make your uh, tweet length case for Luca for MVP. Buckets and Beyond listeners, we're going to try to make this a thing. Hashtag Luca, the number four MVP 2021. Spread it across the Twitter sphere. Jay, make your case. Man, um, young dude can ball. Young dude can ball. Like, like I don't just watch, just look at him. He's made some of the best passes you've ever seen. He's made made some of the best shots you've ever seen. You know, so it's uh, it's time, it's time. Gosh, you stole you stole my line. I was just gonna say it's time, it's time. It's it's the the Luca era starts now. It starts it starts right now. And quite frankly, it started when he sank that buzzer beater against mm. the Clippers. Mm. I mean, that, that moment put everyone on notice. It, like, step back. It's his turn. Uh, and quite frankly, that's, that's his candidacy. Like, James Harden, been there, done that. Giannis, been there, done that. LeBron, been there, done that. It's Lucas' time. Let's go. Oh, show. Um, yep. I just uh... – <laughs> What would I say? Something along the lines of like to to be like a phenom at this age, to lead a team as far as he has, and and to be as talented as he is, filling up the stat sheet in ways that we haven't seen since Jordan or LeBron. I think that in itself is the case. And then all he needs is us to hit like a uh, a uh, higher level of wins and like in the upper tier of like the Western conference. Cause I think that's a big factor in who, who the voters choose for MVPs to be on a, like a legit contending team. But man, he's such a stud. He, he blows us away and we've, we grew up with Dirk and that's saying something. So um, next up, who you guys got in the starting lineup? And we, we could probably do a with KP and without KP version. Cause that's kind of what we're yeah, well, without KP, I got Luca as a point guard, Jay Rich shooting guard, um, Tim Hardaway at the small forward, um, DFS, and then Maxi. I wanted to put Dwight Powell. Honestly, I was thinking about the bigs the most because we got so many of them. But I think Maxi's going to be the guy. Um, when you look at his advanced stats across the board, he outshines every other big we have even Dwight Powell, like, and that's in defense, that's in offense, that's in VORP, that's in win shares, like, all of it. He really is, like, on paper, he's a, he's a really decent big. So, um, yeah, I got Maxi at the five, DFS, Tim Hardaway, Jay Rich, and Luca. And then with KP, just swap out Dorian Finney-Smith and put um, KP in there. So KP and Maxi? Maxi? Yeah, KP and Maxi. Okay. All right, all right. What you got, Goon? Um, 
Yeah, I have uh, I have that exact starting lineup without KP. Powell, DFS, J. Rich, THJ, and Luca uh, in the starting five. Uh, well, actually, no, no, that's I take that back. I have Powell. You have Maxi instead of Max. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think this is a situation where where Carlisle. I agree with you, Ben, to some extent that Carlisle is going to experiment a ton, but I also think he's he is. In some ways, is a little bit of a stick in the mud sometimes when it comes to trusting certain players a lot. When you when sometimes you want him to go another route, um, I think I think he's going to lean on Powell and DFS a lot, uh, especially without KP. Um, once KP is back, though, I want to see a KP DFS J Rich THJ Luca lineup. Uh, I want to see I want to see more Dorian Finney. Um, at the four. And then I think, I think you end up with a lot of like Dwight and Maxi um, lineups at the four and the five on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I cannot wait that the, the bench rolls, I cannot wait to see where that goes because, because I mean, rolling out, I was just, I was just putting together like a, are we, are we talking about bench lineups next? Uh, we can, we can talk about bench lineups. Well, Go ahead. like just, just imagine this, okay? Trey Burke, <laughs> Jalen Brunson, Brunson, Josh Green, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi, or or Jalen Brunson, uh, Tyrell Terry, Josh Green, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell. Like, like there is so much. Like, there are so many bench lineups that are going to be able to guard one through five. Incredibly, mm-hmm. uh, we haven't even talked about Wes Iwundu, the the pickup from the Magic, the free agent signing from the Magic. Um, and yeah, and like, and a lot of these lineups, like maybe Willie Colley-Stein gets playing time. Maybe James Johnson gets playing time. Like, I don't know where the playing time is going. That's the biggest concern for me in some of these cases is like, once KP is healthy, like where does the playing time come from for some of these bigs? Like somebody's going to end, end up left out in the cold. Uh, yeah, people on Mass Twitter are already talking about like, James Johnson might be coming for Kleba's minutes if he starts knocking his threes down and if he's like more of a defensive presence, I can see it, you know, like I, 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 that's all I'm saying. I like, uh, as far as, uh, my starting lineup, I've, I've gotten a very similar to you guys, Don Chinch, Jay Rich, Hardaway Jr. And, and, uh, Finney Smith with Chris Tapps Porzingis. I think in a perfect world, uh, we, to maximize the potential of of Powell and and Kleba, I think it would be great if they both came off the bench together. Um, but while KP is out, yeah. I can definitely see Powell, like you said, Andrew, getting that trust factor from from Carlisle. Um, and we forget like how much of a, a rim running threat and and how how badly he did damage in the paint last year. He was like uh, I want to say eighty one percent in the like for on, the last. For the last, I believe, three seasons, the last the last three to four seasons, all of the seasons that Dwight Powell has played for the Mavs, essentially, he has been the most efficient player in the NBA around the rim. The most efficient across the board. And we haven't like, seen that in so long, so it's easy to forget and, and, and uh, how much Luka loves using that in his game because that's just an easy pass for him just to just fling it up there. So um, I, I definitely see – I could see Powell starting um, along with, uh, with Finney Smith. I'm curious, the, the big question in the bench um, 
situation is if um, Trey Burke and Jalen Brunson can, can really play off of each other because we've seen Brunson throughout the season last year and then when he was out, we had Burke in the bubble. And they all they, uh, Brunson is more of like the floor general who's really patient and gets, finds his spots and finds the you know, open man where Burke is more on the attack and, and creating off of dribble. So I think they could, could really do damage together if they really coexist out on the court. Um, so I'm excited how that mm-hmm. turns out. And really how, how the rookies play into all this. Because Rick, like Rick Carlisle doesn't have a great reputation of just letting rookies like, uh, do their thing. But maybe like when we're playing like a terrible team, like the Cavs or something, they're going to be like, all right, Terry, I want you to shoot like 18 shots tonight. Or like, all right, Green, like I want you to play like 30 minutes. I can see like Carlisle be more flexible in those areas, if that makes sense. Yeah, I kind of want that every night. I want I want I want Josh Green and Tyrell Terry getting fifteen to twenty minutes every single night, like coming off the bench. But again, like, like I, you I said, think, like there's like minute as far as minutes to go around. But there, yeah, and and like that if if we're these first few games like are super crucial for like the Mavs going forward and like without KP. So it it if the rookies prove themselves, I can see them you know getting time. But you know. Like you said, Rick Carla can be stuck in his way sometimes. So hopefully we, we find a good balance of that where we can develop the guys without like hindering the team, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's see. So um, this is kind of a, a follow-up of that question. So which lineup are you guys looking forward to seeing the most? There's so many like new pieces and new draft picks. Is there one that you're like, oh, I can't wait to see how the, like this team – like this version of the lineup plays out. Um, already kind of touched on it, but I, I'm excited for a lineup led by Tyrell Terry. I want to see him like, yeah. You know, I want to see him controlling the floor with Trey Burke, with um, you know, with Dwight Powell. Um, a lineup with the younger guy Tyrell Terry running it. I think that's the most exciting for me, just because he could shoot, and you know. He's, he's got so much ability. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I mentioned my, like, some of my dream, like, bench lineups. I think, I think yeah, I think a, a bench lineup that is, like, some combination of Jalen, Tyrell, Josh Green, and then some combination of, like, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, Maxi, maybe, I mean, throw in – throw in Josh Richardson, throw in James Johnson, and they're like mix in whoever, but a combination of like the, our two rookie, I want to see our two rookie guys on the floor together along with some of, um, some of our more established veteran players like, like DFS and Maxi and, and Powell and Brunson. Um, not to say Brunson isn't necessarily a veteran player, uh, but I, I want to see, because that, that to me is like – it's both a young lineup, a super athletic lineup. Um, I think it's a, it's like you get a little of the best of both worlds in some offensive capability as well as some guys that are just super level-headed, know what their role is. Uh, and, and, I, and, again, I think we've seen it from, like, so many of these Mavericks. And Luke, I think they feed off of the energy from Luke of just, like, really easygoing and guys who enjoy playing together – 
And I think it's going to be really fun to see some lineups where it's a bunch of guys coming off the bench that are just really excited to play and uh, are going to absolutely pour it on. Uh, I think it's funny you say that because that was one of the things that Josh Richardson mentioned on his media day was that one of the first things he mm -hmm. noticed is that like Mavs players like love playing together and they, we have that chemistry. We have that like unity as a team. And, and I think, it'll be really fun to see these new players get integrated into that. Um, mm -hmm. So the lineup I have, I just think uh, just because, like I said, we, we haven't really had defensive players or players that are known for their defense on the Mavs in a really long time. I would uh, love to see a version of uh, like Josh Richardson, uh, like a Trey Burke, uh, Josh Green, uh, and uh, Johnson, uh, James Johnson, and Willie Colley Stein. So, like, this would be like the goon lineup. I think we have a lot of basically all the players that we have known for their defense on the same uh, same lineup: in Richardson, Burke, uh, Josh Green, James Johnson, and Willie Colley Stein. So, is Trey Burke known for his defense? Well, he's a goon. He, I know uh, he can. I know he can be. Can be. I think he's hustle. Get after people. Yeah, he's a hustle player. I I don't I would not refer to him as a defensive player though. Well, that like that's the one that isn't like known for his defense. Everyone yeah. else is like has a reputation for being a good defender. So just the fact that there are four players on the Mavs that you know are in that category that's exciting. And I, and I'm I'm curious if if Rick Carlisle will just unleash these the dogs. Um, anyway. But, um, so as far as bold predictions, do you guys have any for, for the Mavs? Um, I really don't. No, bold besides, I think you'll have yeah. really bold pencil on them at, at the three seed. That's pretty bold. I think that was bold. I think that was bold. Hey, um, someone has got to be think, bold. I'm predicting that KP is going to be healthy most of the year too. I think, I think they're going to do that. I think the load manager is going to go a little smoother this year. You know, now that they had a year to practice. So, you know, <laughs> I think that'll I think that'll go a little better. Not exactly a bold prediction, but <laughs> a I prediction think, nonetheless. Yeah. I, I mentioned this Thursday night, I think. the And this, and this doesn't feel very bold because it has more to do with stats than, like, than results necessarily. I think, I think offensively, we're going to improve on our offensive efficiency from last year. I think, um, again, that, that's predicated on KP being healthy, but I think Luca continues to improve. And, and, I, and I buy into the construction of this team is essentially if we surround Luca with even NBA average shooters, like Jay Rich is an NBA average shooter. Uh, Maxi and Dorian and, and I mean some of these guys are above average NBA shooters but if we just surround him with these guys they're going to become above average to great NBA shooters mm -hmm. with Luca mm -hmm. feeding them wide open shots all night long so I think I think we just we lean into that uh, I'm excited and I'm hopeful to see Tim Hardaway Jr. take another step forward have Maxie and Dorian, like, have their confidence grow, have guys like Trey Burke and Jalen Brunson back for a full season and healthy, and uh, 
and yeah, and other guys like Jay Rich and Josh Green. Like I think, I think we, I think we get emit like the defense improves, but I think strange, oddly enough, I think we're going to see our offense uh, continue its record breaking pace um, from last season. Yeah, I can definitely see that, and I think like Dwight Powell can 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 contribute to that and getting those easy buckets, right? You know, I think that's something we actually missed uh, even while we were on that crazy pace. My, I, I had some time to think about making a hot take after joining the, the uh, Bibbs Corner podcast and it kind of flamed out pretty, pretty embarrassingly. I, I really just think that we're going to be top 10 defensively. That's, that's kind of my hot take is uh, Rick just uses all these defensive players that he's never had and just like, you know, does a great job and makes the lineups up and we were 17th I believe last season so uh, that's honestly where I want to see the the biggest improvement and uh, hopefully that'll that'll happen that is that is spicy that's pretty spicy the Mavericks top, top, top 10 defense <laughs> top 10 but really that's what it takes to be a contender like you can't yeah you know we were we were 21 last year and deficient oh my god D- defensive well, uh, efficiency wait, wait. or Deficiency. Deficiency. That, Deficiency. that is, yeah, 2019-2020. Can you tell I'm not, not, tell I'm not we used were, to saying this that is, word? This is, <laughs> this is team defensive efficiency. We were uh, we were 21st. Hmm. Which, so that is, that is that a makes my take. It makes it even more bold. So you're welcome, guys. It's more even more spice. More spice <laughs> to, the, to the curry. <laughs> oh, we, we don't have curry anymore. I guess we got we to gotta pick another little dish. Oh, actually, I did have another prediction. But I don't know. Oh, I'll, I'll be brief. So my other bold prediction was uh, Willie Cauley-Stein is the Tyson Chandler starter kit that was promised. And I feel like we've been looking for him um, in all sorts of play- – we had uh, um, Brandon so Wright. You have- we had Nerland's Noel. We had um, – uh, I feel like there's another one that's bothering me. But there, we had we've Andrew had a, Bogut. We had Chris Kamen. We had a lot of like centers that were like rim running centers that we were like excited to just like insert them in the Tyson Chandler role that never happened, or they flamed out, or they just weren't a good fit. Um, so you have I I with that type of prediction, I you're you're I like either Maxi or Dwight are losing minutes in that scenario. For Willie Colley Stein to become like the the Tyson Chandler starter kit, like one of those guys is riding the bench. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a given that they're gonna be riding the bench. I mean, we we lost a long ride to another big, so I mean, it was already kind of in the in the workings for our you know the big situation to be kind of a a mixture, you know. Yeah. Think, it's uh, bold. That's part of it. Like I, yeah. I, I wouldn't die on that hill, but um, I, I think he's got a lot of potential, and he's finally in a good situation. We'll see if he can carve out a role for, for himself on this team. So, we'll see. Here's, here's hoping. Uh, and to find, to to bring us home, we've got some a little new segment that we're we're workshopping called "All In or Not About It," and. We're going to do some rapid fire, uh, quick topics and see what these guys think. Um, so you guys ready? Lay it on us. Fire away. Let's get it. Let's get it. Okay. So recently, uh, the, the Mavs press, uh, mentioned that they're debating on whether to let 
fans into the American Airlines Center maybe towards the end of the season. So going to a, a Mavs game in 2021, are you all in or not about it? Not about it. Not about it. Easy. Just because, like, bro, we could afford to not have one season of hoops. All right. Like, it's just one or two seasons of no basketball. Y'all could stay at home and watch the game. All right. Like, it's, there's a pandemic going on. So, you know, stay in the house. <laughs> That's my thing with it. It's like, we don't need to be spreading it. Like, look at all these people getting this disease. It's crazy. Stay at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I got to agree with. Jay, on this one, I don't think, like, towards the end of the season, I mean, when, when are we looking at the season wrapping up? Uh, like, the season is, I think, is scheduled to wrap up, like, around, like, June. June, maybe. July. I should. Um, so, so, in that sense, like, like, we could potentially have a significant chunk of the population vaccinated by that. Well, maybe not a significant chunk. But I, I, I lean the same with Jay. I don't think um, – Yeah, it, I mean, I think it's just better, especially right now where we are, we're talking about this in December, where like 2,700 people died yesterday. So it's hard to imagine a world where like, yeah, sure, like let's let's all go to a game. Um, but um, yeah, I, I would say, nah. And, and that's more so like, I don't think, I think it could potentially be safe. It's more so I think it's more important to model good behavior sort of like it's it's better at this point to like yeah as as the nba or be like no 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 like i know there's nfl games i know there's college football <laughs> games but like we're, like, Jer- we like jerry to, we jones need, meanwhile we need like, yeah God. yeah it's like I'm trying to like oh we know, can no, fit thirty thousand. we no we deal. uh we don't want to kill any of our fans <laughs> so we will not be opening no the thanks. stadium we will not be opening the arena because we don't want anyone to die uh, and people will die for the Mavericks too. People will put their lives at risk to go to a Mavs game. And like, I'm not saying people shouldn't make their own people decisions. Are, people are risking their lives for a Chili's two for twenty. <laughs> all right, like they're people are are risking their lives for an for Applebee's. So yeah, you you know that some fools are gonna be out here being like, yeah, I gotta see I gotta see Luca and KP. We're gonna get these you know, buckets. Okay, let let's move on to the next one for you. <laughs> Uh, Brooklyn Nets in the NBA Finals. All in or not about it? All in. All in. Let's go. I want to see KD redeem himself. I want to see <laughs> KD not be the snake. I want to see him be one of the goats. And we haven't really talked the about goats. the Eastern Conference at all, so I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, yeah. The Eastern Conference deserves more clout because they, they improved this year. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of guys moved I think, from the What West. did you shake your head at me for? <laughs> I am not. I I am not about it. <laughs> not about it uh, at all. At all. You, yeah, because they. You think Kyrie and Katie are just gonna combust? Uh, partly. Um, I one. It's and this is not to doubt KD. This is really to doubt Kyrie. Um, because <laughs> I don't. One, like we haven't seen we haven't seen them on the court together at all uh this is a first year head coach in steve nash all respect to steve nash but like expecting a team i know it's the east i know it's the eastern conference i know the eastern conference is trash but i 
no, I cannot. Like, you could give me give me like a hundred to one odds, and I and I would bet on this. But like, no, Dang. do not pencil, do not pencil them in for the finals. Not about it. Okay, this is more Mavs related. Are you? Uh, <laughs> should the Mavs cut Jose Juan Barea, the legend? All in or not about it? All in. All in. That bro is old, kind of washed. I mean, and, like, that's that's crazy to say because, like, he's a legend in Mavs lore. Mavs he, is the longest, he's, he's, he is the longest tenured Maverick besides Dirk Nowitzki, not named Dirk Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's play, he, yeah, so. This season will be his 13th season with the Mavericks, I believe. His 12th or his 13th season. But it will be the longest – tenure of any maverick outside of dirk that's incredible that's incredible yeah i mean huge props to him but i mean like sort of like how dirk overstayed his welcome like this is kind of the same situation right now like i mean he's still productive jj but but we got so many new guys we got pieces to work on now like it's time to go bro uh I I am not about this this take. I'm not about <laughs> it. Uh, here here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, there's a difference between benching JJ and cutting JJ. I don't think JJ is going to see a lick of playing time in meaningful basketball. I think I think he's going to be on the second third unit, uh, playing picking up some garbage minutes with the young with the young guns. Um, might get catch a little like I I think he averages under ten minutes a game like he's he is in the fifteenth roster spot yep. so there is there is no harm being done by him. actually it's of I think of a net benefit especially for all these young guards mm-hmm. to have a guy like JJ on the team uh, I think it's a net benefit he's not playing like he's not he's not going to be playing meaningful minutes at all he's not taking a roster spot from anyone uh, it's not like where we have. Dennis Smith Jr. It's not like Jalen Brunson is down in the D League because JJ is on the lineup on the bench. Leave him there; it's fine. You know. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, they're yeah. better. I'm not. I'm not about. I'm not about these fans calling for JJ's head. Like, yeah, that veteran experience season. is like extre- <laughs> extremely valuable to a team full of young guys that like have barely tasted the playoffs. So I think just, I think it's really an irrational move just to cut that guy. Just just cause when really he has a lot to like he and Luca are great friends. I'm like, good God. Come on. Don't do that. Yeah. See? So Milo, Milo Milo, Milo's chiming Milo's, in. Milo's sounding off. All right. Let's, let's, Milo's let's, on my side, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, no. <laughs> got him. <laughs> so <laughs> last one. So recently, uh, uh, Warner bros, uh, released, uh, that they would, um, release Space Jam 2, a new legacy on uh, their streaming platform, HBO Max. Are you, are you, uh, are you all in or, or not about it? Not about it. Not about it. But it's your boy. It's I your know boy. it's my boy. I want them to, like, wait and drop it in the theaters, though. Like, I, 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 they might be unreasonable to wait because we don't know how long we're going to be waiting for the years to be packed again. Like, it might be I think we should, half, like, temporarily, like, get this streaming service just so we can have, like, a watch party. I think it'll be a really funny movie to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm looking forward to it. I think, like, Space Jam 2 is going to be great. Hopefully, Space Jam 3 has Luca in it, you know? Like, no. So, I think it's be great. so apparently, 
flipping okay real quick apparently that they're going to kind of like connect a bunch of different warner brothers universes like it like the clown from it's going to be in it and a bunch of other stuff um along with space you're not you're not you're not selling me on this no i'm just telling you what the dang plot is like it 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 gets more yeah i don't know lebron james and bugs bunny beat some beat some aliens at basketball is that not the plot but it gets more, do, yeah. Do, do I have Space Jam? Do I, did I have I I'm telling what Space you, Jam they was co- about? They're bringing they in more Warner Brothers properties into it. Is that I'm not about it. Not, not about, about it. it. Not Get about out it. Of here. No, out HBO here. Max, you're not getting any money from me. Uh, I'm certainly not buying HBO. I might pirate that or something, bro. Like, what, what is HBO Max? I don't even know what that is. Okay, got, we don't have time to get into that. Hulu, I already right. got this. I already got that. Like, so la- last thing I'll, I'll throw in this is a, this is a funny one. So recently LeBron was talking about how he wanted Luca on team LeBron uh, for his signature shoe line and to start like his own brand, similar to how Jordan started his and now Curry starting his own brand with an Under Armour. Are you all in for a Luca on team LeBron? Or are you not about it? I mean, you know what I'm going to say, you know, I'm all in, <laughs> you know, like those are the two, those are the two goats right now. Like we had Jordan in, in the last generation. We had we got LeBron in our generation, and then the next generation is Luca. So I mean, like this is just perfect. perfect. Yeah, and LeBron yeah, Luca, having his own brand. What are you saying? <laughs> Luca is the next generation. So why not? Why can't Luca have Team Luca in hmm. five, in five, ten have years? Have his own shoe. Ha- yeah, it's Team Luca. Like no, none of this joining Team LeBron. I'm not about it. Like, so I actually uh, asked. Uh, uh, Luca Don kicks on Twitter. I said, "How many like? Because I I watched Luca's sneaker game pretty closely, and I'm I'm like thinking like, has he ever le- worn a LeBron shoe ever? You'd think that you'd want somebody who already wears LeBron shoes regularly to be on Team LeBron when, and he pointed out one time, one single time he's wore a LeBron shoe. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, calm down. Like, just because he like me is being compared to you and has a similar like passing." team building mentality to you like that's where the comparison ends he wants like good looking shoes lebron okay get that corn out of my face <laughs> lebron Sorry. shoes aren't like they aren't <laughs> the best <laughs> they aren't no they're not even they in the conversation the so let's let's leave it at that <laughs> um but uh well I think that covers everything. We really wanted to get into all these topics and uh, we've had, had a lot to think about over these past, over this off season. Uh, Gosh, we are guys, we are two weeks away from preseason basketball. Ooh, Can't believe it. Crazy. Can't believe it. Christmas is coming early this year. Darn right. 2020 is finally doing something right. Like <laughs> thank, thank the Lord almighty for Adam Silver and the NBA because like, there's some real Man. ones. Yeah. We're, we're super high. Saving, redeeming this year. Uh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys for listening. We've been Buckets and Beyond. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Buckets Beyond and on Instagram at Buckets and Beyond. Thanks again. We're out of here. Adios. Deuces. Peace out.